Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. Now, this episode is probably going to be a shit show. Totally. Because for the first time, we're trying to video record us at the same time. Wait, wait, wait. We're videoing this? Boop. (laughs) Is that how you boop them? You boop them underneath the nose? Honestly, that was a depth perception mistake. Um, I thought I was going to where his nose. I got his like weird under under nose. Oh my God. Stop. A boop. Sorry. We're video thing, <laughs> we're videoing this episode. So it might be um it will be a clusterfuck, but that's okay. We're gonna give it our all and then also this should be on YouTube if it goes well. So um T B D on that. Yes. So oh, yeah. uh should we just go right into the dark day? Let's Billy? go right into the dark day. So it's August twelfth. It's my mother's birthday. And if a week after Billy's there. birthday. Got to throw it out there. It's my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Mama Jensen. In August 12th, 30 BC, Cleopatra dies by suicide. Mm. Do you know who Cleopatra was? Yes, of course. All right. So here's what happened. Cleopatra had a boyfriend, Antony. Oh, boyfriend. They had a forbidden love. And (laughs) they had a forbidden love. He was a Roman politician. They had three kids together. But then Rome had a civil war and that spilled out into Egypt. So now Octavian, the ruler of Rome, he beats the Egyptian forces and invades Egypt in August. Anthony fears that he has nowhere to run. Of what year? Of, of 30, 30 BC, 30 BC. Of year 30. Like this August? Or? Yes. And he also believes that Cleopatra has taken her own life. So it's a very much Romeo and Juliet type of situation. Right. The original. Yes. Mm, OG. So he stabs himself with a sword. Sword. A sword. Mm. Wow. He's. Where? Yes. In his body. I think in his chest. Wow. Yes. So then his friends bring him over to Cleopatra and be like, he, you know, here she is. She's really there. And he dies in her arms. Wow. Romantic. Yes. Now, Octavian was going to bring Cleopatra to Rome as a war prize. This is what I got. Oh my God, I, I want to be a war prize. I, like, I know. what you a fucking. Don't, you don't want to be a war prize. <laughs> why not? Why not? She said no, and then she took her own life. 
Now, the story. So she didn't want to be a war prize. Yes. The story went that she allowed an Egyptian cobra to bite her, but historians think that she just she, she poisoned herself. <sighs> wow. So there you go. One of the most famous women in history, one of the most famous rulers in history, Cleopatra, died by suicide August 12th, 30 BC. How do they know that date? Mm, that's a great question. Maybe the hieroglyphics. Mm, yes. And I, they were, uh, pr- you know, very good timekeepers. Yes. With their sundials and <laughs> geometry and physics. Mm. They were very good at monitoring the timing and the calendar. All right. Okay. Well, that is a, a dark, a dark day. Yes. We've the original dark days. OG. All right. Well, uh, next up, we've got some bitching to do. Straight bitchin'. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right. Welcome to On the Stand. So for this part of our podcast, if you're a new listener, if this is your first time tuning in, each of us comes to the table with something, with a person, place, idea, or just like something that might be grinding your gears or something you are passionate about supporting. You bring it to the stand. We're either prosecuting or defending it. And then at the end of the day, we're going to all vote if it is guilty or not guilty. And then we bring it to our firsties to vote as well. Because these topics are usually very controversial. It always causes a stir. Mm -hmm. Quite polarizing. Everyone has an opinion, unpopular, popular, whatever you want to call them. And we're putting ourselves out there. Like we are are putting ourselves out there and we are taking the chances. This is the most vulnerable Billy Jensen has ever been (laughs) in his entire life. So you should revel in the truth <laughs> of this man because this is his most honest truth that he has. It is. And we have to pull these things out of you. Yes. Billy, Other, Billy yeah. almost was like, I'm not doing on the stand anymore. I can't. Too I vulnerable. Can't be, the vulnerability is too real. No, yeah. no. It's, it's too, it seems too negative, but you... Negative? Until you want to passionately defend, defend something, something, which is also an option. I don't All right. know why you right. missed What am I going to defend? Love. Love. Okay. I'm Are you put, defending I'm or disparaging? Put, no, I'm it. gonna put love on the stand. <laughs> Ew, I don't like how you said that. <laughs> and what do you feel about it? Wait a second. Inquiring yes. minds wanna know. Yeah, yes. how do you feel about love? How love. is love for you? Love is what makes the world go round. And it's all that matters. Mm. Nothing really matters. matters. Wow. Anyone can see. <laughs> okay. Guys, All right. On the stand. Maybe Jack should go first. Yes. Um, okay. I'm going to go first. Okay. On the stand for me today is the concept and the, I guess, argument of who takes the armrest on a plane when you're in the middle seat. <laughs> Does the middle seat get both armrests? Yeah. Does the, the window get the one like how what mm-hmm. is it and i i don't exactly i'm doing a billy right now like i don't exactly know how i feel because honestly i book my flights in advance and i make sure to never get a middle seat never. so this hasn't been a problem of yeah. mine in a long time but if i was stuck in that situation like i feel like the middle seat should get both armrests yes it sucks so bad to be in the middle i think the precedent would would say like the logic of it if we're talking just like legal, it's like <laughs> it makes sense because they are starved for room. Yes. And personal space that they should have both. That being said, I've taken them in the window <laughs> and in the aisle. Yes. 
As somebody who is very tall that has extremely long arms, arm my arm space is actually more important because usually on your computer than actually the legs. Oh, yeah. I, I can scrunch up with my legs. Yeah. But the arms is big. That being said, though, I know what the 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 challenge is. I'm not going to say hell. I know what the challenge is in the middle seat. They should have both. But I will say this. It is such a privilege to fly that nobody should ever complain ever. A privilege to fly? Yes. But- it is insane that we can do that. I don't understand. Like people that get upset at I airports, don't. I'm like. I've seen you upset in an airport. <laughs> no, you have not. <laughs> About what? When I said let's get the luggage. All the things I've seen you <laughs> upset Billy, in an airport gets upset so in many airport. times. I might yes. be upset if they weren't serving alcohol. You've been upset for a lot of shit. Mm, well, here's know. the thing. I, you know, during COVID, I was like, oh my gosh, I would do anything to be like so annoyed that my plane is delayed in an airport and being squished by a bunch of people. And then it's, you get one experience back on a plane <laughs> yeah. and in the airport and you're like, fuck yeah. this. This is hell. We were all saying that in LA. I'd do anything to be in traffic again. And yeah. that traffic's back and you're just like, what? Why you know, everything that? just falls back into place. Yeah. But yeah, I think that the middle seat definitely... Even I can't imagine being a full-grown man with full-grown man arms trying to navigate this this foot of space that you have in the I middle seat. I can't even fit. I can't. Where my arms are up like a little T-Rex trying to like <laughs> trying fucking to stomp <laughs> on my my keys. When I was little, I remember I used to put my be able to put my head down on the tray and sleep. Yeah. And now it's like there's no room. My torso so long. I, snake. Sometimes I'm I kind of wonder at what age will I get that I don't do this weird thing on the plane. Like when I, I'll try, I can't sleep on the plane, but every time I'll try every mm-hmm. single flight, I'm like, this is going to be the flight that I'm going to sleep. And I love being like crouched in a ball. Like I love a fetal position. So I'll like put my whole body up on the seat and like try to contort my arms to give myself a little armrest. That sounds awful. It's, I love it. I love being in a ball. It is my most comfortable position, but I'm like, I'm 34 years sitting old. Upright, sitting upright? An upright fetal position? Yes. And then I like kind of contort my arm. That's why you're arm. always in pain. That's probably why <laughs> my shoulder blade is constantly pulled out. Yeah. But I wonder at what point somebody's going to look at me being like, that is a middle-aged woman, like <laughs> curling up in a seat like a four-year-old. You're not middle-aged, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six years from over the hill. No, you're not. Say. Middle-aged is 50. Middle Over the hill is 40. <laughs> no, it's not. Billy's right. far can past we, over the hill. Yeah, can we change He's the subject He's on the other side here? of the hill. He's rolling we're... back down. He's up on Everest. <laughs> you know what? I'm not rolling back That means down. you're peaking. I'm just getting started. Oh. Up Everest you go. Mm-hmm. Up every, 80% of people die up Everest, so. Can't Great. make it out alive. <laughs> um, middle seat, armrest, not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Lex. Oh. What's on the stand for you? Okay. So I had one, but I gave it to Billy. But so <laughs> I have this new one now. Um, I've noticed, I've been watching these commercials. It's, it's a commercial about helping people not become their parents. And yes. I can't yes. remember the brand right Isn't now. Isn't it Geico? It's probably Geico. It, yes. Uh-huh. And what I think is so funny is like, they don't need to know your name. Because the guy's like, I'm Jim. Like every server, every, you know, salesperson at a store. And I think I'm putting on the stand, telling your name to an employee <laughs> of a business <laughs> who's trying to help you. Because... They don't care. They're literally introducing themselves because you could be a secret shopper who could get them fired if they didn't Ooh. like tick all these boxes that they're supposed to do. They don't want to know your name. They're not going to remember it. And you don't want those dad vibes. You know, just don't. Uh, no one cares. 
They just want you to ask and be concise and succinct about what you want so they can get you the help you need and yeah. then you bounce. Don't be like, I'm Jim. <laughs> did you mean, did, you know, I'm looking for a, for a br- Brillo pads, but like you, you pointed me towards a sponge. Like Jim knows what he wants oh. and it's a Brillo pad. And like, then talking about yourself in third person. Exactly. And like, I'm going to put, just put introducing yourself to a, a, an employee all right, anywhere all right, all right. on the stand. All right. Listen. Of course, the dad's like, I've got something to yes. say about this. The biggest problem. <laughs> My name's Bill. And it, I'm a dad. And I introduce myself to yes. everyone at Home Depot. And I, and I don't do that. But <laughs> I do agree that, like, we have – we there is a big problem with not being connecting with people. Oh, and God. And I am all about that because – we this have, is not he, the place. He has, no, no, no. Depot is not no, the place. He has the same no. argument that he did for the handshake. He just yes. wants human just connection. starved for it. I, I, no, no, no. I'm going to Bono this thing. Bono? I'm, I'm, yes, yes, Bono. And I'm going to say that like we, we need – Yes, Bono from you too. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that like – Yes, we need to love each other. We need to – Introduce each guy. introduce yourself to 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 each other. Billy, are we, you nervous because you're on camera and you're trying to appear extremely sensitive? Sensitive. No, I really do believe this. I've done a lot of research about this, and the reason why everything is so screwed up right now is because we don't interact with people in person more than ever before. So. <laughs> In person, you think we should introduce ourselves <laughs> to people helping us at restaurants and, um, let's say, home improvement stores. You know what? Home improvement stores, no. Restaurants, maybe. I think you got a little off topic. Should people be introducing themselves to people just trying to do their jobs and go home? Nobody is looking for a conversation. I just need a guilty or not guilty, dude. You know what? <laughs> I'm going not guilty. Oh! <laughs> That's interesting because me and Jack are going guilty. Yes. You know, people, when they're doing their job that they don't want to be at and they couldn't care fucking less about the customer. Is that that true, though? Is that really? mm, mm. They don't. Unless the job has to do with mingling. Then you don't need to introduce yourself and have like like an intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. You've never worked at a home improvement store or a restaurant, Billy. (laughs) No, but I worked. You know who has worked at a restaurant? I worked in retail. Where? Learners. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I worked in Learners. I worked in uh, Super Sports. <laughs> okay. Yes. Did, Did you, like, you work at Play It Again Sports? I worked at Play It Again oh, Sports. Yeah, I love Play It Again Sports. Yep. Sure, I bought my soccer cleats in, from there. Yep. And you know what? I didn't want to know the sales. The sales yes. people didn't want to know my name. And I didn't yes. want to know theirs either. Say, hi, I'm Billy Jensen. What would you like to buy? Here at Learners today. Here at Learners like, today. My name is Dave Smith. Yeah. And then the women would, <laughs> would buy these dresses that were so hard to fold because they had... <laughs> It was like a fitted sheet. Dude, well, why was there a dress up played against sports? <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about learners. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 had, they, they, they had shoulder pads and they had belts. And then I, I still rem- wear shoulder and pads. I, and I remember like folding, folding one of the dresses and one woman you looked at me. Folding. And, and said, I'll just do it myself. Because you're so bad. And did I, she introduce herself? She said, my name is Megan. <laughs> and I'll just do it so. And did like, you like Megan, it or not? Megan, Megan, tell me more about you. <laughs> right. was, did you say that? I did not say that. No. Right. It's I guilty. think we can agree. But it's I guilty. got it, but that was before the internet. 
Okay. It was 1988. He's just looking for human I was only two That's years fine. old. Yeah. Thank you for making me feel old. So <laughs> I now, was only six months old. Yes. Okay. It's guilty. No, you were one. We're only one year apart. But yes. Mm-hmm. So now it's my uh, my time. <laughs> to Bill, shine. It's Bill's time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Bill's time or Billy's time. All right. So what is it, Billy? All right. So I had nothing. <laughs> Because I'm not a negative person. I am, it's not I am, negative. I am all about all right. live and let live. Cool, cool. But, I'm going to help wait, Billy wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. But, yeah. but, but, but somebody had said cold pizza. I'm fine with cold pizza. I was def- It's not a thing. See, okay. Here's the thing. Billy is never prepared for anything ever, that we do. Ever. Because he pays everyone true. to do work for him. That is not true. <laughs> yes, it Except is. Except for us who don't I'm get just, paid anymore. I'm just, but not neg- I'm just not a negative person. Okay. It's not. On the stand isn't negative. You're a sick man. Here's what we're doing. We're doing Billy's on the stand for him. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We believe that iceberg lettuce <laughs> is the best lettuce. <laughs> All right, first of all, iceberg lettuce. All right, all right, fine. I can I can deal with that. Okay, now Billy's iceberg on the stand is, is iceberg is lettuce. Iceberg is something like 96% water. Yes, but the crunch. Lettuce is not there for nourishment. Lettuce is there to like be the fucking foundation of a delicious salad. You can throw some arugula. You can throw some spinach in. Iceberg is like the crunch. What's wrong with romaine? You can't throw some romaine Romaine's in there? Romaine's amazing. Nothing Romaine's tastes better. Okay. Nothing's better than a cold iceberg chopped salad. This this is an interesting point, yeah, and I like that you bring it up because iceberg lettuce is is usually shunned upon. I feel like in the lettuce community sure. because it has zero nutrients. It's mostly water. Like there's no it's reason a for medium. you to eat it. It's a vessel. It's kind of like how um, most things in life are a vessel for sauce. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. so if I'm gonna like pour plain a- noodles suck. But like you pour, they're a vessel for butter some- and cheese. Yes. Yes. Or like you, you- dry pasta is disgusting. Put delicious melted cheese on it. Put a a bolognese, a cacio e pepe, mm, right? Mm, mm-hmm, no, but I like an egg on that pasta. I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. I like I like this argument for the iceberg lettuce sure. because it is it is for like a nice crisp crunch. Mm. All right, but here's the thing: you know when it's it why never go, and it never goes bad for some reason. Just eat a Dorito and drink some blue cheese dressing. All right, Billy's advice is really bad. I could dip a Dorito in some He's literally told people to have kids really young, even if you don't have a plan. <laughs> oh, my like, God. He, he literally, his advice is so bad. And honestly, that I think. That wasn't your best advice. I honestly think we need a new segment. Yeah, like, well, an, the anti-advice of Billy Jensen, because it's yeah, like, well, it works, eat a Dorito so, yeah. and squirt ranch in your mouth <laughs> is not. Blue cheese. All right, first of okay. all, I said, I said blue cheese. Sure, so. don't do that. Um, eat some iceberg lettuce with some other vegetables. And then pour some a little bit of dressing proportionate to the salad. That's healthy. Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> Iceberg is the best. Billy? Whatever. Uh, you, you guys have... You've tortured me into submission. Iceberg lettuce, yes. <laughs> I'm going to eat it all the time. If you had only had your yes. own idea prepared, you wouldn't be in this predicament. Yes. All right. So we're going to go now <laughs> to True Crime Rewind because... I want to get dark with you people. We're done messing around. We're done. Right? Me- okay. Well, this is, I'm going to uh, outro it. So coming back, some true crime rewind. Yes.
Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries of state island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on the first degree. And when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV. And that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Go ahead, Billy. <laughs> so welcome, everybody, to True Crime Rewind. And you know what we're going to talk about? The dark history of nursery rhymes. Nursery rhymes are fucked up. All fucked up. They're really fucked up when you really... When you, when you learn the origin lyrics, of them. When we, you learn the origin, you know that it's it's not good. No, yes. none of them are good. No. All right, so you know what? One of the things that happened, particularly because we had the pandemic, 
is everybody talked about Ring Around the Roses. Mm. Ring Around so, the Rosie. Okay, fine. Ring Around the Rosies. It's not Ring Around the Roses. Pocket full of... <laughs> Posies. Not roses. Ashes. <laughs> Ashes. Ashes. We, we all, all fall down. down. So Wait, that- stop. We're going to go uh, have a little clip to play it right now. Ooh. Okay. Clip. Ring Around the Rosie. Pocket full of posies. Ashes. Ashes. We all fall down. All right. Now, people were thinking that this was referring to the 1665 Great Plague of London. Mm-hmm. The rosy is the rash that, you know, covered. It was a ring pattern. Mm -hmm. The smell of the dead bodies you would cover up with the posies. Okay. Pocket full of posies. So people had pockets full of posies. And then obviously ashes, ashes. Yeah. But you know what? This thing, it exists in many variants and forms. What thing? This, This thing about, you know, ashes, ashes, it all falls down. Here's the thing. Nobody ever connected it at all to the plague until 1949 when the newspaper, The Observer, ran a parody of the rhyme that said, ring around a geranium, a pocketful of uranium, referring to the bombing of Hiroshima. Oh, that doesn't really have a ring to it. Not in the same way. No, it doesn't. So after after they did that little play on it, that's when people started connecting it to the plague. That's what they're saying. Yes. What else could it be about? All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on now. Okay. Mary, Mary, white contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. <laughs> So, Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? You know that one, right? Mm-hmm. With silver bells and cockle, cockle shells, shells and pretty maids all, all in, in a, a row. row. And then it goes again in pretty maids all in a row, like repeating that chorus. Now, somebody that is contrary apparently is a way to describe a murderous psychopath. Oh, and Mary, yes, Queen Mary the first of England, aka Bloody Mary, she was a little contrary, know, little Shall contrary. Yes, okay. Um, horrendous queen in 1553 to 1558 was marked by the execution of hundreds of Protestants. Now, silver bells and cockle shells. What are they? Hmm. Mm, a flower and silver a silver bells, cockle shells. I'm trying to think of something dark. Um, silver bells. What year was this? 14. We're talking about 15. Like a silver bell would be like a very beautiful flower. Mm, I'm gonna go with wonderful. silver yeah. bell. Uh, maybe yeah. like something death related. Mm, okay, so silver <laughs> bells were thumb screws, which crushed the thumb between two hard oh. surfaces. By the tightening of a screw. Oh. It's a torture device. Yes. yes. Interesting. All right. You want to hear what cockle shells are? Pro- sounds like a worse. cock ring that <laughs> squeezes your penis off? No, because men ran the sh- show. Oh, yeah. And men were fucking awful. Cockle shells. Always. Maybe the... Uh, they think maybe that... Maybe like a bear trap. Like they th- a they, bear trap. Bear trap? They think the cockle shell was a euphemism for the pair of anguish. Do you know what the pair of anguish was? No. It was a device that was used on a woman, inserted into them, and then opened. See, I was kind of correct, but you, like yes. opposite. That's so 
fucking disgusting. Wait, it went inside them and then opens, like stretch out their insides as a torture device and then expands? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Fuck, fuckity fuck. That is so fucked up. I agree. God damn it. Thank you, Billy. I feel so so really good. Yeah. You guys wanted to. What? what, what? What's the next? I don't know what to do. All right. You want to go another nursery? All right, fine. Yes. Three blind mice. Three blind mice. Three blind mice. See how they run. See how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife. She jumped on the table and dropped her knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life? There's three blind mice. See how they run. See how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life as three blind mice? All right. Supposedly yet another ode to Bloody Mary's reign. Apparently there were a group of Protestant bishops, Hugh Latimer, Nicholas Radley. Wait, you or Hugh? Hugh. Hugh. You Latimer. Latimer. And the, Ar- <laughs> Ar- and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Kramer, who actually conspired to overthrow the queen. And that was about them, apparently. All right. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about my favorite one? Go for yeah. it. Well, not favorite, but the one that I thought was most fucked up. I mm. love this. Yes. <clears throat> London Bridge is falling down. Yes. Mm. Okay. Tell All us. right. All right. We'll play it right now. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. So London Bridge so, is allegedly about human sacrifice. And it was believed that a bridge would collapse unless a human sacrifice was built at and built and buried at the foundations of the bridge. Mm -hmm. And it's the practice of entombing someone within a structure where they slowly die from lack of food or water. So they are burying them alive and then they are holding up the whole London bridge. So when you think about London bridge, when you'd play it when you're like a kid, people are like forming the arch. And then the person that loses is like kind of caught Underneath. In a tomb. Entombed. And they're entombed underneath Ugh. the bridge. Truly dark. So that might be the most fucked up nursery, nursery rhyme, rhyme. There ever was. That there <sighs> ever was. That you play a little fun game to. Which really makes me think about, you know the game Red Rover? Yes. There's got to be some fucked up thing uh, to uh, Red for Rover. For sure. For sure. We'll look into that later. But Absolutely. like it makes me think of every single thing that I've done as a kid. Well, that you have some fun yeah. little rhyme to it. No, Marco Polo. You're in a pool. It's very easy to die in a fucking pool. I think there's something weird there. Marco Polo's about the explorer. Yeah, but you know It's a little what? more clear what that one's about. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yes. But you're all in a fucking pool. Okay, Billy. I bet you there's some Marco Polo-related death that we could delve into mm-hmm. next time. <laughs> you're right. Once Billy comes down. No, no, thank you, because there's no deaths related to explorers. Okay. Good one, Billy. <laughs> Cool. Anyways, Billy? What? Yes, now's time to listen to all of the weird, awful things that you've done. Firsty worsties. Firsty worsties. I took French in high school, and I was so excited that we were going to France for Jack's wedding so I could practice my French, and it was only when I got there I realized just how rusty I'd gotten, and I wanted to communicate in French with the locals there so badly. If you can relate to this experience, then Rosetta Stone is right for you. 
Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You can choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast-track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. So if you're a super busy person and you don't have time to go to the gym, or maybe you just don't even want to go to the gym and work out in front of a bunch of different people, you need to check out the Aloe Moves app. I'm obsessed with this app. So it makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, there's Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, and so much more. So either you're a beginner or you're an advanced person, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. So even if you only have five minutes, you can just get some movement in. I used Allo Moves all during the pandemic. It was amazing. Like I was on my yoga journey and I was obsessed with it. So you can find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments, even if you don't really want to get a workout on. And when it comes to sleep, it's just important as fitness and nutrition, and they've got you covered with Allo Moves. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to Allo Moves com and use code first for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code first, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S.com, code first. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? This is my favorite part of Killing Time, hearing about how you are all think you're bad Mm. first of all you all think you're bad you think you're the worst but you've actually done just truly normal things that we're going to make you feel better about yes we're here to cleanse your your very mild sins unless unless again unless unless there's unless somebody really wants to write us in something actually fucked up we are here to project that onto our listeners honestly if you did something terrible please tell us because we need another project to yes. do no, like because if you murdered someone, we're the ones to confess it to. Because we'll catch you and then we'll have this love affair and we should just do that. Yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, you know what it's about? Justice. Justice. That's right. On to the firsty worsty. Um, hi. Okay, this is one of the many worst things I've ever done. Um, and this occasion took place in high school. Basically, I was madly in love with this trumpet player, and he led me on. He made it seem a lot like we were going to date. We even slow danced at the band banquet. And then he fell for another trumpet player who happened to be my neighbor and childhood friend. Um, And so every day after school, I would drive home, and I would see his minivan parked in front of her house. And it was just so hurtful. Um, and so one night my best friend and I were out driving around town and 
we passed by one of our mutual friends' houses, and we saw the van parked in front of us. So I pulled over, and I told her to open up the glove compartment where I kept an emergency window paint marker for cars. And we parked down the block, and we got out, and we tiptoed over to the van where we drew a penis that stretched from the back window all the way to the front seat passenger side window. And apparently he was in such a rush to get to work the next day that he just got in the car and left and (laughs) couldn't do anything about it or didn't see it. I don't know. But he drove around this suburban town with a giant penis on the soccer mom car. And um, it was amazing. And that is the story, and I highly recommend doing it. Even even now in your late 20s, it's fine. Anyway, I love the pod. Love you guys, and enjoy. Highly recommend. I just love when people end their stories with highly recommend, yeah. 10 out of 10, do not recommend. Like, I love, I love this. Well, it means however many years later, she still feels good about it. And it is one of those, it's kind of a victimless crime. Victimless crime, for sure. The car is not uh, destroyed or totaled or fucked up in any sort of way. It's like, you got this amazing satisfaction, which you deserve, girl. There's no reason for a trumpet player to be with another trumpet player. (laughs) That is incestuous and unnecessary. When she was telling the story... There was a little quiver in her voice, and it made me very emotional yeah. listening to it. I'm like, no. No. I feel like I was living the story in real time with her. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, one trumpet player is enough for a household. Yeah. Like, they are, it's blasphemous for them to try to be together. Unless you're trying to start, like, a dueling trumpet bar. Or you know? a dueling trumpet band. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Where are the dually trumpet bar? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Billy. What did I do? You're, you're just Mike you. is so fucked up. Anyways, continue. Okay. All right. All right. So, you know what? Drawing a giant penis on a minivan is a great idea all the time. Everyone has done it. You know they have. Yeah. There's a there's a whole subsection <laughs> a wave of, of people doing. Yeah. It. There's a whole subsection there's dozens of, of us. If you look up art history, you will see that there is like a whole subsection of uh, of people that have drawn of penises, penises on yeah van penises. So I'm. You know what? It's all right. You know what this. This you really could have taken it up a notch. Could have broken a window. No, by mm. keying the penis into the van. Ooh, Ooh you know, or mm. putting someone's real penis <laughs> on the hood of the car. Oh, wow. and taking a picture, <laughs> or putting a bunch of di- like a bunch of suction cup dildos, or all a over suction the car. cup dildo in the exhaust pipe, <laughs> just nice and tight. Nice and tight. Then it just explodes. And then what if that yeah. decapitates somebody and then they're convicted of murder? Listen, yeah. you handle this correctly right. Like this yes. is exactly what was meant to happen. Um, removable marker on a dildo mobile. Dildo mobile. <laughs> yes. I love it. Good for you. Good for you. On to the next. Carry on. On to the next worsty firsty scenario. Stand by, please. Hi, Alexis, Jack, and Billy. So the worst thing I've ever done, uh, right after college, I was living in Los Angeles, and one Wednesday night after work, my friends and I decided to go out, and we went to the bungalow, Natch. So we're hanging out and drinking, and this group of guys is next to us, and this, like, incredibly hot guy starts talking to me. He's buying me glasses of wine and flirting with me, and I was like, is this for real? Like, this dude was a specimen, so tall, so hot. Anyway, eventually he asked me if I wanted to, like, get out of there. And so I go tell my friends what's up, and they're like, fuck yeah, go get it, girl. So we walk back to his place in Santa Monica. We hook up. We drink some more. 
to like watching TV. We have hook up again. We're having a great time. And I go to call an Uber like later because it was getting super late. And he was like, oh, I'll drive you home in the morning. You can stay over. And I mean, I was like, I told you I live in Studio City. Like, you're going to drive me from Santa Monica to the Valley at rush hour. And he was like, of course. I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm in love. So anyway, we fall asleep. I wake up in the middle of the night and I am wasted. And also at the time I was working out like a fiend. And if I was like, if I don't eat something, I will physically die. So I go into his kitchen. I'm like scrounging around and I find these like leftovers, like Chinese food or something in the fridge. I eat it like a creature in the night in his kitchen and then throw away the containers and like bury it with other trash. So before I go back to his room, I hear through his roommate's door that his roommate's definitely having sex. So I was like, damn, both these guys getting lucky on a Wednesday. Anyway, we wake up in the morning. I vaguely remember that I did that, and I'm mortified, and I'm just hoping that they both think the other one ate it and it never comes up. So he drives me home. He asks for my number. Yay. And a few days later, he asked me to go to dinner. So we go to dinner, and he was like, by the way, did you eat our leftovers? Because neither of us did, and we can't figure out what happened to him. And he was, like, joking. It was very clear that he wouldn't have cared at all if I said yes. He would have thought it was funny. But I was mortified, and I didn't want to this hot guy to like picture me like a gremlin in the night eating his leftovers in his kitchen so I was like no that's so weird but you know I did hear when I was I went out to get a glass of water your roommate was definitely hooking up with someone so maybe it was the other girl so I blame it on this poor random girl and he was like oh you know that makes sense it was it's our really good friend from back in college it was actually ran into her at the bungalow too like that totally seems like something she would do he like laughed about it we move on anyway he and I kind of saw each other for a few months went our separate ways, no hard feelings. But during that time, I met the girl. And the best part of the story is, you know, this was seven or eight years ago. We're 30 now. She is my best friend to this day. And, of course, early on in our friendship, I told her about this, and she thought it was hilarious. And, you know, after a few months, I stopped seeing that guy, and she was totally done with her ex, and we just kept hanging out. And she is my, to this day, my pee in a pod, my soulmate, my bestie. So the story has a happy ending. But, yeah, the worst thing I ever did was hook up with this insanely hot guy, eat his leftovers like a rat in the night and then blame it on some poor random girl who ended up being my actual soulmate and best friend on the planet Earth. So, yeah, happy ending to that terrible thing I did. Lucky me. (laughs) But, yeah, that's it. Have a good one, guys. Moral of the story is blame your wrongdoings on (laughs) on a stranger and become their best friend. I know. I mean, this is the best case scenario ever. Yes. Ever. I love this story. I mean, listen. There's so much me and Jack love about the story. There's so much about the story let's, that resonates with us personally. Let's start from the beginning. Beginning. I mean, the bungalow. It's one of my favorite places to go in my 20s. Alexis has some less than exciting times Let's just there. be honest. My ex-boyfriend is a bartender at the bungalow. We <laughs> which, dated- I, which I love because whenever I go to the bungalow, he gives me free drinks. Yeah, we dated for five years. He's like my for real ex. Hey, Mark. It's, we wrote bitches in the bathroom with Mark. We, yeah. Mark is the best. Honestly, Mark's great, except like I'm afraid to go near him. Yes. But Jack isn't. So Jack yeah. gets free drinks and it's great. Sorry, manager of the bungalow. Um, that's They're like $18 glasses of wine. Yeah. And Mark hooks it up. Um, I can't do that because that'd be weird. But anyways, <laughs> the bungalow is great. I have to be blacked out when I go to even get... Th- because the anxiety of him being there is too much for me. Yeah, to Plus get through the door. Yeah, so there's a whole thing there. Um, so I resonate with you about the bungalow. Sure. But the thing that I love about stories like this, it's like, um, for example, when I first listened to Dirty John, and I'm like, oh my God, this is happening in Newport Beach. I know all of the locations that everybody's talking about. I've driven by that road. I've gone to that restaurant. I'm like, yes, the bungalow. I can picture myself there. Like, sure. it, it makes so much sense. I mean, maybe I was there at the same time. Maybe, maybe I've hooked up with this guy that she's talking about. Who Probably. Knows? It's yeah. super possible. And I honestly think, like, 
as someone who takes leftovers home, Jacqueline doesn't. Jacqueline doesn't do leftovers. Billy doesn't. I do not do leftovers. I don't indulge in a leftover. I don't indulge. I just Alexis feel bad does. For, I don't yeah. actually eat it unless I'm a gremlin in the night. Because like <laughs> I usually take uh, leftovers home. If I'm at like a dinner and I'm like drunk or tipsy, I'll be like, ooh, these like weird empanadas will be good later, <laughs> or these weird dumplings, or these weird soggy salads. And if you're if wasted, you then they only are good. take it yeah. home if you're drunk, though, because it only sounds good if you're drunk. Yes. And then like hours later, when you're like, if I don't eat, I'm going to be hungover, then you're in your fridge eating it in your fridge and yes. you're having a whole moment mm-hmm. exactly what you described a gremlin in the night like I, everyone's been like the the hand of shredded cheese mozzarella oh to your God. dome mm. when you're yes wasted yes. we've all been there gremlin in the night i wish i could put it on the stand because it'd be a not guilty and like you win um this is a great a great worsty firsty but you're not the worst you're just human you know, yeah, you're yeah. It, again a victimless crime. Victimless. You were just hungry. You were just hungry. And you know what? They knew it was yeah. you, and they still do. <laughs> yes. And you know what? They liked it because they were like, "This chick Wait, knows what she needs." I love when she blamed the other girl, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, that makes totally sense." Totally, so, totally. That's such like, a Sherry thing, or whatever the girl's name was. Babe, I hate to break this to you. They probably have footage of you doing it. <laughs> like, I have like three cameras in my apartment. Like, I bet you they know it's you, and they, it's super cute that you're like, "No, I wouldn't do something like that." <laughs> if you're a hot chick, you eating is also hot, so you're good. Um. They're probably into that, which is why they filmed you. If you still know this guy, <laughs> you should ask him if they saved the video of you eating in the middle of the night. Because if they did have footage of it, they saved it. Yeah. And it's probably been passed around it's the on, group It's chat. on a world story. But honestly, right yeah. you're so amazing. And he asked for your number, girl, which is more than what happens a lot of the time. So it means like you were even hot, even if you were shoveling food down your mouth and they saw you. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. I love her so much. You're perfect. Everyone, you better... Call us. Give them the number, Lex. Do you have it? Give Fuck, it. I don't have it. She doesn't have it. I do, I do, I do, I do. Sorry, just kidding. Um, <laughs> if you're a firsty worsty and have a story to tell us, a confession of sorts, yes. call us 323-539-3516. All right. And you know what time it is now? I think it's time for Alexis to send us off into the night. Or the day or the afternoon, whatever time this is. With a Costanza stanza? A Costanza Mm -hmm. stanza. Okay. If you will. I will. I I have. Do you need to do? (laughs) I just did. Okay. This one is titled Jealousy. Mm. Ooh. Jealousy. Okay. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Jared, uh, who's sitting off camera, this, I drew some inspiration from you. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. What's the deal with Kramer? <laughs> he lives right next to Jer. He thinks that he's Jerry's best friend. He's so painfully unaware. I'm Jerry's best friend. All the way to the bitter end. I might be smaller. He might be taller. I'm bald as Mr. Clean. And Kramer's hairline is pristine. Ooh. I don't care that Kramer gets all the ladies. Because remember that time he thought he had rabies? <laughs> But here's the thing. The truth is, I really care that he's right down the hall. I lose sleep over the fact that they share a wall. I wish I was Kramer. I wish I lived there. I want to live next door to Jer. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That was unbelievable. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Goodbye. 
Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.